Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Giving you a knowledge cocktail every time. Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Bringing you the hottest topics around every time. Hey, Mike, great to see you. How are you, buddy? Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. I dressed up. I dressed up today. I had a, I had a, I've been trying to, you know, in, in life, you always want to ask yourself, is something you're doing because you're lazy or for number, another reason? And I, I was wearing a hoodie and I was going to do a periscope with you and a, or a video with you in a hoodie. And then I realized, ah, you're just being lazy right now. Go put your nice jacket on. So I, so I put the jacket on. So sometimes I'm wearing gym clothes, not because I'm lazy, but because I just got back from the gym and I don't want to put, you know, sweat all over my clothes. But it's always good to ask yourself, am I about to do something right now out of laziness? And if so, never take the lazy way out. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been using the Gorilla Serum, which I, I bought from you or from your website, bought, a, I don't know, three or four bottles of that thing. My son stole one. But uh, I have been using that morning and night. I'm doing the intermittent fasting thing. So, yeah, I'm actually feeling pretty good. And I would say my skin's looking much better. I noticed, I actually noticed that right away there. I, I, I noticed too with myself when I was in my, I always had a skincare regimen or regime. I don't know. I think not regiment, regime. I don't know. But I, I'm taking a vocab class. The reason that people listen to a lot of my podcasts, I'm always flipping over words because my, my daughter is able to repeat any word that I tell her. And then I go, wow, I'm out of big words. I need to, I need to go find some, I need to go find some big <laughs> words here. You're on thesaurus.com looking up some new stuff. Yeah. The great courses, they have a wonderful vocabulary course. So there's a the word Matabank that I never heard before. And now I see Nassim Taleb using it and everything. So I've, I right. realized, okay, I, I'm, out of, I'm out of big words. I need to stretch myself a little bit. Well, I'll tell you, one thing that I think is kind of interesting, I've been getting a lot of uh, traffic on this in my own personal, like direct messages or whatever you call them. So as you know, I jumped on Twitter and Instagram pretty much when we started this podcast. So it's been, I don't know, six, eight weeks, something like that, right? And I'm getting a lot of messages from people about building a audience on Instagram. You've got a, you've got a relatively big audience. It's not comparable to what you have on Twitter or certainly on Facebook, but I think uh, you, you've got a very big audience compared to most people. And certainly you run in some circles of folks that have massive audiences on there that, you know, probably are in the same range as, as maybe your Facebook account. Um, but I was doing some research. I talked to some folks that, that we know mutually that have, you know, some, some larger Facebook account or larger Instagram accounts about how to build your following. And I thought maybe we could chat about that a little bit because there's a lot of folks out there really trying to hammer away on how to build a following on Instagram. Yeah, great. Right. So I, I can teach you, those of you listening, I can teach you what they've taught me and I don't do it, but I have my various reasons. For me, my Instagram is like a, and this podcast is the same way. If we put like Trump, Clinton in the headlines, we would like juice up 
listens a lot, but that's not really what I want to do or what you really want to do, you know, kind of long term. My Instagram is political free, but, but there are some rules that will increase your following. The DC Drano has a massive political account. Political memes are becoming big, actually. That's one of the, the underreported stories of the election cycle. Journalists are all, they all live on Twitter. So if it doesn't happen on Twitter, they don't think it happens at all. But there's actually a huge, huge amount of it on Instagram. And their, their advice, which is good, I've noticed this for sure. Number one, this won't work if you're brand new because you need, a, you need a striking profile picture or something like that. But you want to follow accounts with similar interests. And he was saying that he was following like 100 an hour. There's like a limit that, that Instagram has. And he would set his alarm every hour. And by the way, this person was a successful lawyer. That, that's what I always love about this stuff is when, you know, I, I look at less at what they tell me to do and more like the thought process. Sure. And you realize yeah. winners really just kind of do everything the same way. Oh, I want to build a big Instagram. How do I do that? I find the rule. The rule is, okay, you can follow 50 to 100 accounts an hour, follow them that are similar. I'm going to set my clock every hour. And every hour, I'm going to go follow 100 accounts because that's my priority. And you, and you do that, you know, eight hours a day. Well, and I think DC Drano, he, he crossed over half a million Instagram followers last week. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it goes back to the old adage, right? Am I going to hire a fat personal trainer or a skinny baker? No. So DC Drano's got half a million followers, whether you like his, you know, content or not, or agree with his politics. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about strictly how do I build a large following on Instagram where I can sell my, my dog food or sell my service that I offer or, you know, uh, sell the memes that I do and do sponsored posts or what have. Right. And, and there is just patterns of behavior that people have. You want to drink more water a day, which I don't think is necessary, but you set your alarm, you bring a gallon jug. There's all these little things. People want hacks. And the only hack is to remind yourself to kind of do the right thing. So rule one is you follow 50 to 100 counts that are similar to yours and that they also look like they follow back. So if you follow me, if you go to my account right now on Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H, you'll see that I don't follow that many people. So I don't, I would be the wrong person to do this with because I don't follow back. But if you went to my account and you saw that I was following three or 4,000 people, then follow my account because then I'm likely to follow back. And then that's how you build your own following. You do that in a regimented way too. But this one works for sure. And I know it works because I've done it is you put your account on private. Now, starting off, you wouldn't want to put it on private, but when you have, say, $1,000, $2,000, you put it on private because then people, to read your stuff, will have to have a follow request. So for me, when I don't, when my stuff is um, not public, people will send me a follow request and then you get hundreds of followers. Now, I, would, I was growing like 1,000 followers a week and there, I have a, there's a reason I don't want to get into because I don't want to bore people with my own situation. But there's a reason I don't do it that way. But it's the right way to do it, to grow your following on. So can you dive into that a little bit? Because I actually went in and screen recorded DC Drano's uh, presentation that he did on this because it was only available for, I think, 24 hours right. or something. That was the piece of it that I think the rest of it is very mechanical. Do this, you'll get this. Do this, you get this. And those were great points. And we'll get to those. This one was a little esoteric. 
So what can, can you dive into that a little bit? Because I don't, as you know, I, I consider myself a lay person. I'm certainly not an Instagram expert. Uh, although, Hey, I did cross over a thousand followers yesterday. So that's I great. Know, actually, no, for I, Instagram, I mean, that's huge. I mean, you know, I think in certain circles, I could start a coaching program on it, right? You could, how I 10 x my Instagram following in a week. That's right. That's right. But in reality, and all joking aside, uh, and I am kidding, but if you do want to follow my account, it's real Mike Bolin at real Mike Bolin on Instagram. Um, th this issue of, or this matter of setting it private and then making people request, why is that? Oh, because otherwise people just read your stuff and scroll. They might not, to, to follow you, there's a different, you know this in sales, there's a different level of conversion. So if a looky-loo, um, if I see your account, I'm gonna scroll, oh, cool account, and then I forget about it. That there's no call to action. But if I wanna see your account, I, I get to click the, the buy button, the enter your email. It's the same reason a lot of people gate off their content, say email. Give me your email if you want to read my blog post. Now, the quality of people, the level of people you're going to get that way is more effective than just making it vague or not like pop-ups work. So if you're having a private account, that's the equivalent of a pop-up because you have to take an immediate action. It's like a trigger. And now, again, that's why I said you have to have a, a good profile pic. If your pro profile pic is blank, nobody's going to follow you. But if you have a good profile pic or it looks good or it looks intriguing, or if your account looks kind of intriguing, then people are going to click follow you to, to read your stuff. Yeah. So for, I think he, he also said that uh, along with having the really great profile pic, whatever that is, also you get like three or four lines of description. And um, I, I don't maximize that. I don't know if you do or not. I haven't really paid attention, but that you have to have a really good description there of uh, three or four lines of description because that's you got a profile pick in the description that's it yeah there's a there's a ton of things so maybe i'll write this up because it's a good idea i told people this years ago and then i just moved on from this when i was helping people build their social media accounts and there's a youtube video everyone should watch which is how to take a headshot how to take a headshot and there's a reason I look cute in all my pictures. And it's because I just, I watched a YouTube video on how to take a headshot and I learned how to take one. And you know, so a lot of times with the camera, you know, you never want to let them shoot you at the upward angle, right? Cause it doesn't matter how good a shape you are to look like you have a double chin. But if you're doing a headshot, you don't want to be, when you're doing a headshot, you want, you want your face all the way out there, right? Which actually hurts. When you take a good headshot with the photographer after an hour or two, you are cracking your neck because there, there's a whole thing to it. And then there's a squint you do with your eyes. They're actually mm. eye muscles above your eyes, obviously, but below them. And when you learn how to flex them, then your eyes use little, it's called a squinch. Anyway, I'll, I'll link to the video in the show notes for this. Okay. And, but, but, or people can go on YouTube and type in how to take a headshot, even if you're not an actor. Everybody should know how to take, it's one of those, Things that isn't an optional life skill. And you don't need to hire a photographer because most photographers don't even know how to have you take a proper headshot. You need to have, whether you're online dating, Instagram profile, even me, like my, my headshot, for example, on my, my Instagram pic is kind of a little flirty, a little cutesy, but not taking you know, myself too seriously. I, there's a lot of thought. 
I give and to the images I select. I always think, what do I want a person to feel or think, however people want to word it, when they see the picture? What do I, what, what do I want to convey? What feelings do I want to invoke? And you change your you change your pictures up uh, your profile pictures on different platforms from time to time too. It's yeah, not which is actually not a good idea either. But um, for most people, that's not most people. You should have one picture because that's what they're going to remember, and it should be a picture that looks like you, but that's presenting your best self. And then you should keep that for probably I don't know a year at a time. Uh, I do a lot of things differently, but for a number of reasons. One is I like to A/B test. So, oh, how's this picture responding? Two is I have a lot of different projects. So a lot of what I'm doing is project-based. So for example, my Facebook picture is the picture of me and hoaxed and, and the little bat cave thing, right? Because then people be like, oh, what's that picture? I don't want them to see my face. I want them to think, oh, you know, what's that picture of? And then, the, and then I change it if I have a movie coming out to the movie poster, if I have a book coming out, the book cover. And, but that's some really advanced kind of black belt stuff. Most people aren't even blue belt. Most people don't even know how to take a good headshot so that you, you look good. Most people don't even know about lighting and camera angles and making sure, you know, here's a hack, a selfie hack. Take your picture or um, whatever, your smartphone out, put in selfie mode, and then do a 360 to wherever you are. You will 100% find the best lighting that way. Now, the lighting mm -hmm. might be terrible at every direction, but generally, if you're outside natural lighting, you find the best angle. Boom. You can either take a selfie from that angle or you can have somebody take a picture of you because that's where the good lighting is. See, these are things that I know that nobody knows. It's amazing just how my mind operates. And that's because the things that you and I talk about, we, we teach people how to think. So just like DC Drano can figure out how to build an Instagram, even though he never took the, you know, the influencer marketing course for $10 million or whatever people are selling for that crap. He just figured it out. It's the same way with, well, how do you take a good picture? Oh, well, lighting matters. Okay, well, how do you get good lighting? You always want to find and discover the general guiding principle. So for you and your line of work, right, the guiding principle is cash flow on your properties or sure. right, whatever. But you also, for, if the guiding principle of a good picture is lighting, then you think, oh, okay, well, how do I find the best lighting? Oh, well, I have a selfie mode. Why don't I just spin it 360 degrees to find the best lighting? And that's why it's so important for people to, to not just follow the rules, but to do what we're doing and to talk about the underlying principles behind the rules. That is great. That's great advice is just to dig in a little bit deeper because each one of these rules has little nuances and, and little pivots that you can do that work better for your business that might not work great for DC Drano's business or Mike Cernovich's business or Mike Boland's business, but work great for, you know, a, a woman who's selling protein powders or something. So, um, okay. So one of the other things that he talked about was you, you, especially initially, you need to be posting three times a day. What's your yes. feeling on that? No, um, same thing with YouTube. The, that's, why, that's why I always tell guys, do as I say, not as I do. You need Tim Pool posts three videos to his YouTube every day, sometimes five videos. So yeah, if you're building a new account, quantity, you don't want garbage content, obviously, but quantity does matter. Same way with Twitter. Why, why do I have the best Twitter account? in the world, probably in the history of Twitter, 100 tweets a day, 150 tweets a day. That's, that's the pace you have to do, at least if you're building 
if you're building the account. So Instagram, yeah, three. If you do too many, they throttle you. So I noticed that if I, if I Instagram five times a day, then I hardly get any engagement on them. But if I tweet two or three times a day, there's like the sweet spot. Same thing with the Facebook page. Twitter, the, the algorithms of every company is different. So Twitter, if you tweet five times a day, your engagement will be worse per tweet than if you tweet 50 times a day. Why? Because Twitter likes people who tweet every half an hour. So I would, I would tell somebody, if you want to build a Twitter account, the half-life of a tweet is 30 minutes. Now wake up in the morning, write out for an hour or half an hour, how much time you have, write out, you know, 1,000, 2,000 words and cut them into 20 tweets. And then every half an hour, just have an alarm go off to, okay, have that tweet. There's probably a way to automate it. I, I've never done any of that kind of stuff. Well, my I, found my, I, I found myself last night, actually. I was going through uh, Twitter and I got onto your Twitter account. I started reading one thing. And so it's almost, it, it's interesting how you do it. And I noticed this because all of a sudden I had sucked off like, you know, 28 minutes of my evening, just reading the Mike Cernovich uh, tweet threads, but they were threaded together so that it's almost like you're, and then you're changing subjects, bouncing back and forth, and then threading it back together on the top five tweets later. So it's interesting how you do that. And I, I was really looking at that kind of a behind the scenes look last night, because I was like, wow, you know, why am I spending 28 minutes reading this guy's stuff, right? right. Um, and you do it, phenomenal job of luring people in. And then once they go in, you've got so much different. It's not like you're talking about one thing or one person, every freaking tweet. It's all over the place. Yeah. Thanks. And, and then the, so the upside to that is people go to the Twitter and just read, read, read for hours. The downside is like, it's almost impossible for me to get people on my blog. I'm like, Hey, you like my tweets, go read, you know, go read my blog. So when I'm working to get more people to read my blog, I tweet uh, much less frequently. So th that's why, again, you want to, you always want to find out the, the guiding principles, how things work. So when I want, cause like, let's say for example, you know, we release this podcast and then I tweet it out, but then a minute later I tweet something really cool. Then the person's just going to keep scrolling Right. But that's why, but that's why I always pin the tweet of whatever I've done most recently or whatever. So when we do a new podcast, I always, you know, pin it up there for 24 hours or something like that and re retweet it or something. There's, there's different things in it, but I, well, was, I think I'm this not, is, this is really valuable information because you're talking about different platforms. And I think a lot of people that, you know, they go to some crappy seminar, you know, at the Radisson hotel on a Saturday and some guy sells them a $50 software package in a book and telling them, Hey, post on Facebook. And then I've got this little software thing that'll post on Twitter for you. And it'll post on Instagram and all these different things at the same time, but the content and the flow and the, like you said, the algorithm, everything is different in each platform. And you know, when we're talking about Instagram, you can't do what you do on Twitter on Instagram. It's got to be different. Yes. And, and people use those terrible hashtags. Nobody clicks on hashtags. It's like, ha they, I don't know where people learned all this stuff, but you'll, you'll see them on Twitter and they're every other word is a hashtag or something because they were told to use hashtags, but no, 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 you use popular hashtags. So today, for example, Wikipedia is trending. So you want to go find the top 10 trends and post great things on those trending topics. So right now, we'll just, I'll just talk about it in real time. 
So right now, and trends on Twitter, New York Post 9-11 cover responding to Ilhan Omar's comments. So that's the number one thing to talk about. So you would tweet New York Post cover. What do you, th- you wouldn't say, what do you think? You'd want to have some kind of poignant observation. I can't tell people how to think or what to think, but I can show them that's like a wave. So mm-hmm. you got to get on your surfboard and you got to hop out and you got to, you know, ride that wave. National Pet Day. Okay, post picture your dog, right, onto the hashtag. That's when you use a hashtag. You wouldn't say, you know, three days from now, here's me, like my dog is named Julius. Oh, I'm here with Julius, hashtag pet, hashtag dog, hashtag love him. <laughs> That's dumb. But, right, today, but today I would tweet out, uh, say hi to Julius. Then I would say hashtag National Pet Day because people are actually clicking onto that hashtag for discoverability. And, and, and in social media, the number one challenge you're going to have is discoverability. How do you, everybody in the media focuses on harassment? Har- harassment is a problem people like me have because I have you know, millions of people read me. Harassment, most people sign up for Twitter. They would love to have harassment because that means they're prominent enough that you've caught a few you know, nut jobs. Right. Few, right. So everybody goes, oh, harassment, this. No, no, the number one problem is, like, you, what do you do? You just go on Twitter. You just, okay, hi, hello, world, I'm on Twitter. It isn't like Facebook where they can input 40 of your friends from high school or something. Instagram is the same way. There's no head start. It just, so Twitter is by far the hardest platform to master. So that was, and that kind of dovetails with the actually number four from DC Drano was using proper and popular hashtags on Instagram. So Instagram uses the hashtags a little bit differently because you can set up a search, like almost like following a person, uh, say on, on uh, Facebook. For those not familiar with Instagram, you know, on, in, or on yeah, if you're, if you're on Facebook, and you're getting into Instagram. On Instagram, you can actually follow a hashtag as if I'm following Mike Cernovich. Yeah, you can follow hashtags. And hashtags used to be, uh, it used to be much easier uh, on Instagram because I had a green juicing account actually. And if I use, if I would say green juice recipe, the hashtag green juice recipe, I would probably get five followers every time I tweeted a post of a green juice. And it was like that for everything, but all, all that's been changed. Um, travel picks used to be a good one where, you know, you'd go somewhere, hashtag travel picks and Instagram used to auto populate and tell you how many people follow that hashtag or how many posts there are. But yeah. So these things, they change so quickly. Right. There's yeah. a discover, there's a discoverability function on, um, the on Instagram where you can actually go in and like search, but I think it only shows you like the top, the top tweets or the, I'm exactly. sorry, the top posts. So it's, it's an explorer kind of thing, but you got to be ranked up high to be there, etc. Right, right, right. And you have to, you have to, again, if you want to be, and that's why I tell people there's better ways to spend your time. If you want to be a social media influencer, it is like a job. Um, it, it, like anything would be a side hustle. Every, every new job starts off as a side hustle, 30 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day or something. But people who grew their accounts didn't just grow them magically. They, there's so much thinking behind every account and everybody's approach differs political versus non-political, you know, women versus not like nowadays with women, five years ago, if you're an attractive woman, you could build an Instagram. 
And now there's like an arms race to, well, you need to stick your butt out in a thong bikini, right? Even if you're into the right. fitness world. So there's, because as more people come, then it's harder and harder and harder and harder to stand out. But so, so that's why I tell people, you know, so you want to be a social media influencer. No, I even wrote a chapter about that in, um, in my book, Hoax, where I said, you know, it's kind of a day in the life of a media personality, i.e. me, because all these people, oh, they're jealous or whatever. Like most of my life is people trying to get something out of me for free or they're trying to get me to promote their stuff or they're mad at me that, for some other reason. Right. And all this whatever perceived glamour that people think they have because I have influence or whatever the heck people think I can do. There's a huge downside. The same thing with people that, that are like Instagram influencers. They'll be spending two to four hours just, it's not leveraged, it's not a leverage use of your time to, oh, what pics are good, what hashtags are good, why, to get 30 likes? Oh, oh what, what do you do, right? It, it's right. not an intelligent way to do it. But, and, and then, of course, there's always the paid traffic approach, which if you have a good account and you have money, just run 100 bucks a month and ads on Instagram. It'll just right, all- yeah, the promoted post, which uh, DC Drano talked extensively about that too, was using promoted posts to kind of get your message out there, especially initially. And if you've got a great click funnel or something like that, that you can drive traffic back to, that really makes sense. Yeah, just you can run them um, and then the algorithm gets more intelligent on Instagram. So if I wanted to grow my Instagram, I would just run $10 a day on Instagram. And because it'd be a long-term play, you know, one year, I'm not thinking I really need to juice it. Plus that you want to, the algorithm takes time to learn. So a lot of people think with advertising more is better and they'll right. shoot their load. I'm going to run a thousand dollar ad campaign. No, that's actually not intelligent. You would, if you have a, let's say you had a thousand dollar ad budget, you would not spend a thousand dollars in a week. You would spend $10 a day and then the algorithm is going to learn. And then you would find out what's getting clicks and then, and then you would say, okay, I'm going to spend $10 a day on this other area rather than just up it. Or if you have something go really well, then you might want to juice that post. So if you have a pick and it's getting you a lot of followers, then yeah, you might up it another 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. But that, that would just be a way to do it, five or 10 bucks a day and do that, do that consistently. Yeah. And then uh, obviously, and this almost goes without saying, but we'll say it. You have to post quality content. You can't post garbage out there. You do need to think about what you're posting and there, it should tie together with the other stuff you're posting and make sense uh, you know, for what you're trying to get out there. So he did talk about really doing quality content day after day, which is essential. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like um, everything else, you have to... You have to know what goes and things change. So for example, uh, Facebook, I, I, think, I think I've talked about this before that I was spending 10 grand a month. This was 2017, I think. Feels like 10 years ago. I was spending 10 grand a month on a video team for my Facebook page because Facebook loved videos. They would show them to everyone. Some of our videos were doing 10 million views. Now those are inflated, but it was still like a real thing where yeah. I, it was like, so it was 10 grand a month. And then immediately, immediately overnight, Facebook just says, Oh, the videos aren't good anymore. We don't want to show videos to people in your newsfeed. We want to show you Aunt Ethel's latest post about our cats. So overnight, and I hadn't monetized it. So that was a $90,000 tax loss. Wow. And 
it would have been probably a 3x gain in terms of the investment because if videos were, were keep going hot, like you're, it would have been millions and millions and millions of uh, viewers because that's what people loved. And nope, overnight. So even so, if you have the algorithm figured out, do you want to put money into it knowing that overnight the algorithm might change? And that's not even getting into the no platforming, the censorship and the other kind of risks. That's just if you're a garden variety person, what happens? Right. And so I think what, what we're really boiling this down to the, even this most minute detail is have a plan. If, if you're going to do this, have a website built, where are you going with it? Right. And using an example of, you know, somebody selling like, you know, uh, fitness products or protein powders or something like that. If you're going to do all this stuff, where are you going with it? Right. And so build a, build a brand, but also have the back end devices, which could be a click funnel or some type of capture site that can, you know, bring that traffic in and then monetize that. Because without that, you know, what are you doing? Unless maybe you're a 16 or 17 year old kid and you're really into BMX riding or something and you're just wanting to mess around with it, which is fine. It's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about using this to build, you know, your, your personal brand or your business, et cetera. One of the other things that he talked about regarding content was make sure your content has three things, consistent, engaging and valuable. So those three things, consistent, engaging, and valuable. Well, I would, and I would encourage people too, who really want to get into the fundamentals, go watch the old school videos by Matt Cutts, M-A-T-T-C-U-T-T-S. He was Google's SEO guy and Seth Godin. Create compelling content. What is compelling content? It's content that people like and want to share. The difference between social media that's good and great Good social media gets read, great social media gets shared. That's, there it is right there. That is really, really valuable nugget. Um, okay, so I think as far as, you know, Instagram goes, those would be your, really your basic tenants. Now there's some advanced stuff that he did talk about, uh, you know, getting shout outs from larger accounts. And then there is a cabal, if you will, of people that get together that maybe. One, you know, is a Instagram influencer because she's got a great bikini body and the other guy, you know, uh, formulates, you know, uh, protein powders and uh, recovery shakes and things like that. And then you got somebody else that sells gym equipment and they're kind of an influencer. And so there's a circle of maybe eight or 10 people that are all kind of in the same industry uh, surround circling themselves and then they give each other shout outs on a kind of regular basis on a, or on a rotating basis and they comment on each other's uh, uh, posts and things like that. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's good old fashioned, have an entourage, um, have a crew kind of thing. For most people starting out, that's not really an option. That's when you're, say you're in like the 5,000 follower range, then right. you with all the other people who are like five, 10,000 follower range. And then that, that's really when it starts to work because people are always going to want to know, what do you bring to the table? And if you just have a new following, you're not doing anybody. Cause I, I get this sometimes with people where they'll, they'll say, I retweet you all the time. You know, why don't you retweet me? And uh, it, it always bothers me because I really go out of my, to re my way to retreat people, but it has to be something good enough to retweet. But I'm thinking, but a retweet for me, if you want to put it in those terms, isn't worth a thousand. You could retweet me a thousand times. And it wouldn't be worth one retweet from me. 
So some people think, oh, I retweeted you three or four times, but you never retweeted me. No, there's just a clickonomics to it. So if you're, right. you're, you're new starting off, you, you know, I'll retweet all you guys. If you retweet me, okay, what are they really, you know, what are they getting out of it? They, you'd be better off saying, you'd be better off paying them, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that happens more often than not where, well, not more often than not, but I'm sure it happens where if you're younger and you have a little bit of money, just say, hey, how about I just pay you 100 bucks a month and, you know, retweet my stuff you know, every now and then if you see something good, that, that'd be the smarter way and it'd be a more efficient use, use of your time. That's again why if you put this in economic, economic terms, you would be, it'd be more efficient to work a second job, take the money that you spent working the second job and then pay people to post your stuff than it would be to actually do it all yourself because it does take a lot of time. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, for a hundred bucks, you might be able to get with somebody. And I think there's even agencies out there that do this kind of thing where they will help you, uh, you know, get into the influencer community and uh, broker uh, placements of your brand or your image or your account um, into a uh, influencer's uh, posts. I mean, Kim Kardashian makes a fortune doing that, right? Promoting different products. Yeah, that's a little different. Um, that's a little different than... Because you always want, there's always a, like the agencies are usually taking advantage of people who maybe don't know any better or we can promise you this and then they'll buy them bots. That's the whole another thing where, oh, come to me, give me five grand, I'll set up your stuff. You get all these likes, but it's actually fake organic, you know, inorganic likes from a link farm in exactly. China, you know, China or something. So that, that's why I like the kind of advice DC Drano gives, which is, it's the long road, the habits, do it every day. You're going to get better at it. And then you'll have something. And we're exactly. talking a year, we're talking three to five years. If people wanted to build a social media following, that's a three to five year gig. And my advice to people would be, is that really how you want to spend your time? If it is, right. great. I've obviously done it. But then again, I had other stuff going on and it was a little more of a story. But ask yourself really if that's what you want to do. Yeah, what is the end game, right? Right. Where, where are you headed with it? Okay, well, great conversation, Mike. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, as always, good talking to you. And uh, talk soon. Perfect. Talk to you then.